I think this is also the first time in video game history that anyone tried to make a podcast about video games. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's just unheard of. Yeah. Well, all the time what people are telling me is, damn, I wish there was a podcast that I could listen to. Who told to. you that? Who told you that? Hosted by a white dude with a comb over. And <laughs> I am so happy to break this ground and bring this to you. We've got we've got a uh, Wild Rifts Anderson Cooper over here. That is your Smurfs name, correct? I will. I, that is my um, SEA account, um, and uh, I will yeah, take that right. comparison any day of the week. Yeah. That it's is a huge compliment. You're welcome. That is an incredible win. Um, <laughs> if you are just joining us, this is episode five of a show we've been doing for a while, um, and this is the first time that we are live streaming it. So it's kind of been in yes. alpha, and we're moving it out to beta. And we're going to be working out what is going on with the video side of this, what's a good way to make it interesting. This is just our first of, hopefully, several tests, uh, and we'll get there. Uh, I, I already have a complaint, by the way. Why do I look so zoomed in? It's making me look fat. Can we zoom out a little bit on this? Can we crop out a you bit? You need a wider angle lens? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, hang on. These are the settings I was using for Matt Nibiria Clendaniel, so... Don't... Don't know any of those words. Blame. <laughs> okay, so the reason it's in so tight is yeah. because do you see this headroom I have between me and the top of my frame? Yeah. Do you notice how you don't have that? <laughs> yes. I, I mean, I could have that right now. Hold on. We could, we could do this a little bit. The problem and the solution were within your grasp the entire time. There we go. <laughs> There we go. That makes a lot more sense. Very <laughs> nice. And I also can just like sit back a little bit. All right, let's get to it. Let's start the show. All right. It is bright and early 6 a.m. here on the West Coast. My name is TJ and I'm joined for our very first live episode by Oma. You're welcome. Okay. Welcome to Out of Hand, our newly titled Wild Rift podcast. We've been figuring out how to do this, and we're ready to take the show out of pre-alpha into beta. <laughs> I don't, for those of you who don't live near me in Silicon Valley, the heart of tech innovation, that means that it's feature complete, but still has some bugs. So we've settled on our format and tone, we have a rough idea of what we're doing each week, and it will be live on Twitch and YouTube if you want a video version of this show. You can also find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify by searching for Out of Hand, or Esports TJ, or Omo, or Wild Rift, or any of those keywords. Uh, and, of course, all the links to all those versions are over at esportstj.com, which is where the show notes with links to every version will be up for you to find. Uh, actually, the name might still be changing on some platforms because podcast... It was titled TJ Onomo's Wild Rift Podcast at esportstj.com, which we both it's thought fine. was no very funny. This. Um, <laughs> and podcast platforms take like 15 to 20 hours to change little details like that. And I don't know why, but technology... Because the so. only people that use podcasts are like 60 years old. Yeah, but 60-year-olds are even more impatient. I think it's because okay, podcasts are such a youthful art form that... All of the old people who would be affected by it being, like, a long delay aren't anywhere near it. I just won't comment on that. It's, I just won't comment. Everyone knows the kids today's are all into podcasts. Um, we've got a couple of options here on our topic list. Uh, do you want to start with the SEA Esports Corner, or do you want to kind of work our way towards it? I mean, in my view, that's the main event, right? So we should kind of wait for more people to trickle in before we get to that. Okay. So Everyone's we'll, here for the SEA stuff, I'm sure. We'll save the SEA esports corner, uh, and we can start with the patch notes. We talked about the kind we of We talked preview. about that last week. We did. We talked about the preview video last week, and among them, uh, I complained, man, I really wish they'd just written this out because it sucks for me to <laughs> skim through videos. I had my geriatric moment of the week. I have yes. one every week. Um, yes. Well, they did it. They did it for me. They released a blog post, uh, and it's like the patch notes for the patch notes. It's not actually the patch notes. 
but it did save me because I was able to skim through it the other day and there were a couple of things that we didn't catch the first time round because we were not operating uh, uh, with the full notes in front of us. Um, okay, what were those things? First were of the all... numbers? Sorry? Were there number values for like Karma and Shen? No, we they still are very loose. They even I, I mentioned that they were playing really fast and loose with how many dragons you would need to kill to get the soul. Uh, yeah. I was looking, I was like looking for the text. I was trying to catch them out. Um, and here's what they wrote: "Quote, after slaying enough dragons, you will get okay. the soul." Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> They're uncatchable. They're uncankable, Obo. It's it's uh, it's already late. You can't yet. get in there. No, they might honestly still be working it out. They might not know yet. Mm -hmm. They might be like three, four, we don't know yet. Yeah. Well, that was the impression I got from the video. Yeah, probably, right? Uh, but there were some nuggets of information that we missed. Uh, the Elemental mm -hmm. Rift will be its own game mode was one of the things that was kind of interesting to me. I think Wait, that was what? mentioned in the video, but it's we skimmed over It's not the standard game it. mode? It will be eventually. But as of the next patch, it's huh. not going to be the main mode because they're testing it all out. Um, right. So I don't know if we, like, that obviously doesn't affect competitive play, but it just, right. it stuck out to me because here in North America, if I queue for any game mode other than Summoner's Rift, uh, it takes me a while. So I don't know, I don't know how much testing yeah. I'm actually going to get to do on that. I mean, I'm just always against player base being divided when it doesn't need to be, right? But I, I guess it makes sense if it's kind of like just a beta for... Yeah. Wait, it sucks that we won't get Elemental Rifts next patch. I was kind of looking forward to that. So we're but probably you... waiting like at least a couple more months. It's like um, on PC, there is the PBE, the yeah. what's that? Yeah. Public yeah. beta yeah. something? Yeah. Um, And that's like you can download an alternate client and play a version of the game that's in testing. Uh, yeah. And it's basically just that is my vibe. Uh, we talked about karma. You know what we entirely forgot to talk about for an entire Shen. podcast episode? Shen. <laughs> Shen. I mean, <laughs> I don't have much to say about Shen. He's <laughs> just such a boring champion. I don't think he's... Okay, he is a very meta-whopping champion, but, like, I don't know. How, how OP are globals in Wildwood, genuinely? Like... I think very. Really? Yeah. Well, we have this with Twisted Fate, where we have the Year of Twisted Fate, and... Yeah. The thing that made but him so powerful... Twisted Fate would just always be broken, I think, because of his kit. But, like, if you look at Galio and... Well, I guess the only other Gal... Uh, I can't speak words. The only other global right now is Galio, right? Because we don't have any others yet. And Galio's global is kind of useless. Has always been kind of useless in Wild Rift. Mm. So I, I play a lot of Galio mid these days. Um, yeah. And my inkling... We'll see how this applies to Shen. Is mm -hmm. the... Uh, ultimate global ultimates that's global mobility ultimates where you can teleport anywhere on the map uh, are very powerful more powerful in wild rift than they are on pc for two reasons first of all cooldowns very short uh, and that will yeah. be a numbers thing we'll see if that entirely applies to shen but like people coming from pc are always talking about how you have to really manage your twisted fate ultimates and you know really make sure that you're getting maximum value and it's just yeah, kind of not true just at me bro <laughs> You can just kind of teleport to any lane whenever you want and see what happens. And you have to respect yeah. the timings around objectives and make sure you have all four specific plays that you're trying to create. But also, you have it two, three times every dragon cycle, which is not the case in PC. Yeah, um, that's fair. So there, there, I, depending on how the balancing works out, I've found that that's true for both Galio and Twisted Fate. Uh, and then the other thing is the movement speed. And so Shen may or may not apply this because he's playing in the top lane, but when I play Twisted Fate or Galio in the mid lane, I love that I can teleport uh, or ultimate down to the bottom lane and then run back to mid lane before the wave crashes. And I do that all the time on Galio. I, yeah. I will ult down bottom lane and then be able to run back up the river before uh, they're able to punish me for my absence. And I don't know Shen if he's not if he's played in the top lane. I think that's a little less impactful, but yeah, yeah. I'm glad that you brought up top lane actually because I think there's actually well 
to give it some context, right? I was talking to one of the players from uh, SGMY. I think it was Ozerveki from Sem9, which is one of our top two teams right now. And I was kind of joking around with him. I said, are you going to play River Shen? Because he's the jungler, right? And mm -hmm. he raised a very good point because this game, you can't... Because when you play um, Shen and PC, you had to rush Tiamat's, if I'm not wrong. I think it was like Tiamat's Bami Cinder because your jungle clear was just atrocious, right? And he raised a very good point, which is this game, you come with built in Tiamat's. You start with an AoE splash on your attacks, so jungle Shen could actually be a little bit more viable. And also, I'm the guy who says that you can play beefy characters in any lane. Um, yeah. I've played a lot of Mundo mid. So I feel like you really could yeah. play Shen mid, um, and then of course you get the benefit of the ultimate. And also, yeah. um, this is a game right now that rewards raw HP stat very heavily, and that's going to be a little bit tweaked because we do have the addition of Divine Sunderer, which is of course a percent HP damage item. But I do yeah. broadly think that the ability to add a giant chunk of shielding to people is going to be more powerful in this version of the game than it is in PC, so... For all those reasons, yeah, that's fair. maybe we should have talked about Shen. You know. Um, <laughs> it's, you, it's that meme, you know? It's like, I feel like I'm forgetting something, and then the other guy says, if you forgot about it, it mustn't have been important. And I don't think <laughs> Shen is going to be as meta-whopping as Karma would be, but I hope to be proven wrong. Is there? Do you think there's a world in which we get the, um, we get the top lane meta again, where we had that patch where it was just top lane all the which... time and everything was all about playing to your top lane. Is there a world in which Shen, like, reinvigorates top lane? I mean, Shen, if anything, is going to take away from that, right? Because his role is kind of, as the Baron laner, his role is kind of to neutralize the lane and go help his team. So if Shen is going to be meta-defining, then it's probably going to hurt those yeah. champions more than anything else. Which sucks, because I love to see the meta be defined by the top laners. I think that's the most action-packed methods, generally. Although, uh, the top North American player, MTS, the top North American top laner, he's playing yeah. on Sentinels, which is not the top North American team. Uh, but the top North American right. top laner, MTS, played a character in Arena of Valor called Xenial, who had basically okay. Shen's passive, or Shen's ultimate, uh, and had the ability to teleport anywhere on the map. And he was just incredible at using that aggressively. So maybe one specific player on one specific team will be able to make him an incredibly aggressive champion. Um, I'm hopeful. Um, They'll be fun. They'll be fun to see. I, I I hope that we see more proactivity then, like around a Shen build. Like I don't know what kind of Shen comps that we see in PC. I'm trying to think back. Like Nocton Shen was one, right? But there's no yeah. Nocton in this game, so I'm not sure. Let's find out. There's no Twitch in this game either, so. Well, it'll it'll like give extra HP. It'll empower certain like squishy characters, which I think. Is interesting. But you won't have any any of the ridiculous combos where someone just delivers a Shen into the backline, which is a little bit sad, but it's fine. Maybe like Evelyn's Shen, you know, like, but no one plays Evelyn anyway. Kha'Zix, so. Rengar? They, uh, yeah, maybe that's a one. Yeah, Kha'Zix is a big one. Yeah, Kha'Zix is a big one. Maybe Rengar too. Yeah, Here we true. have Malphite Shen. Yeah, then you just go into the backline and do zero damage. <laughs> <laughs> we had it's a just like, we're here, now what? <laughs> we had a Malphite in North America, and everyone was getting so excited, and I was sitting there in my viewing with, like, some of the people I was talking to while watching the game, and they were like, it's a Malphite! And I was like, it does nothing. Malphite is excited never for Malphite? exciting. Malphite, like, the best part about his kit in PC is, like, the simplicity of his ultimate, right? I hit this button, and I, I start a team fight. I maybe just end a team fight instantly as well. His out is, like, crazy hard to hit in Wild Rift from what I've seen. Like, I see the best but players just constantly miss Malphite out. It's a tiny AoE. Yeah. And it's hard characters... to, to, to do as well. Well, I, I don't think it's any more difficult than any other AoE, but characters in Wild Rift move quickly. Yeah. So, and they also move reasonably. League of Legends control scheme on PC is a nightmare. <laughs> and so it's like actually quite difficult to react quickly enough to dodge skill shots. And, and I don't yeah. think anyone's like still dodging Malphite ult because that's very fast, especially online. But what they are doing is they're seeing Malphite come out of the bush and being able to instantly turn around and keep distance in a yeah, way that right. is harder to do in PC. So. Yeah, I, I think Malphite's useful. Like, especially, especially, have you seen, like, the AP Malphites that just fall behind early yeah. and then do nothing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, like, AP Malphite is just an annoyance, right? It's not, like, <laughs> super effective in any sense. It's just annoying to play against. Oh, and man. to play with as well, but, yeah. I, I prefer the armor Malphite, because then at least yeah. he's, like, big, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, he's useless either way. I just don't think it's a great champion, but yeah. <laughs> Speaking of useless champions, uh, one of the mm -hmm. other nuggets that was buried inside those patch notes of a patch note uh, mm -hmm. was that they were, quote, rebalancing exhaust, heal, and ignite to show some love to supports. What does that mean? Wait, they buffed those spells, right? They didn't nerf it, right? They buffed it. The example they gave in the video, because I desperately needed more information, and the example they yeah. give in the video seemed to be Ignite doing more damage, which isn't... So that buffs everyone. <laughs> I which mean, it does doesn't... support, right? Yeah. Um... Well, I guess it is a buff for support, because like everyone already does like a decent amount of damage except supports. Like, I can think of a number of times where I'm playing like Rakan, and I just wish, like, oh, if I had 50 more damage here, I could solo queue that guy. You yeah, know? I suppose. I mean, one of the big things for me that this is like the uh, in a long line of riot games specifically doing this is mm -hmm. they keep giving me as a support more damage nice that's Good. not what i want that's not why i'm playing well, support i don't want to yes. do damage to people it's fun when I, it's fun when i'm unbalanced but that just makes the game worse for everyone and i know that with my esports caster brain and i also know with my like monkey uh, uh diamond player brain that what i really want is just to be very big and if you yes. just let me be very big i will have a good time and let me stack hp on tanks more easily and i think supports would see a ton more play in this game i mean i think the question here is is um what's the word for it it's not initiative but i guess it's something in the sense of like a the ability to take control of the game into your own hands. Support, a lot of the times, you are kind of relying on your teammates. I can CC 10 people, I can roam first, I can gank first. But if your teammates are dead weights, then a lot of the times you are, by extension, a dead weight as well. So having a little bit more damage to like maybe sneak a solo kill, maybe you just sneak a gank, like that should not have happened otherwise. It can be nice, but at the same time, I don't think it's super impactful as a love tap to support, or like as a, as a bit of love to support. And I feel like we get the Yumi problem, where yeah. if you buff these summoner spells or supports in any way, that they do enough damage that casual players feel like they can do things on those yes. supports, then pro players are going to be nightmares. Then pro players are going to be one-shotting people. So I mean, I like that. I, yeah. I, okay, I don't True. like it, True. but I think it's it's good that supports have the ability to take a bit more control as well. I think this is something which falls off when you get into the later stages of the game anyway, right? And then if you talk about the impact and, like, the ability of a support to do damage in the early game, I like that. I think that's that's acceptable, as long as it's within reason, you know? Like, Yumi was a little bit much. Sure. Yumi still is a little bit much. Yes. Um, and then the last nugget so. buried in the patch notes of the patch notes was that they're adding a news tab that has news, community videos, and announcements. Esports? Esports? They didn't specify. So this is where I was going. In Arena of Valor, every esports game was in client. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so when we were broadcasting, I think actually the majority of our viewership would be if you're on the main page of Arena of Valor, you could click on the esports tab and the live stream would just come up. Um, hmm. and they said there was somewhere that I'm gonna I'm gonna play this very loose because I do not remember enough detail. But there was somewhere that one of the developers said uh, they were looking at adding esports to the game in a meaningful way, uh, but that was a ways off. So okay. I guess the like series of points that I want to hit on here are one this is what people were asking for when they were like we want more support for community members like this is a place to put the hot new youtube video that the devs want to celebrate do you think they're going to do that two this is also how you start building more in-game esports stuff do you think they're going to do that i mean i hope they do right i think this is really important to have especially for like the casual player and the casual viewer this is the first step to get them into the game a little bit more yeah, I, th I, mean, I think they have to do that. Like, it's just such a missed opportunity if you don't. I think... Well, this is something we talk about quite a bit with, like, the bridge between... How do you get people that are vaguely interested in uh, a video game to engage exactly. with and understand its competitive esport? Exactly. That's how you sell it, right? That's how you build it. Like, if I'm a casual player and I log in every day and I see two 
two pro players like looking really cool doing the esports pose and everything like the first couple of times i see it i might not care about it but like eventually at some point i'm just gonna i'm just gonna crack and i'm just gonna click on it if you like make it look interesting and exciting enough like that's very easy i'm sure riot games can do that like make it look fancy and that's like the secret to their success with pc sports yeah. right like they have a massive conversion rate of casual league of legends players to esports viewers and it's still like 10 percent of league of legends viewers watch the lcs but you know 30 percent that's watch... still a lot of one that's still a lot and two 30 yeah. percent watch worlds right yeah. And so, you know, I expect to see more. I'm I'm interested in those possibilities. Yeah, and I think um for a lot of casual viewers as well, like even if I don't play the game, I would watch the big event, right? So I don't really follow like for example Dota 2, right? I don't follow the regular season, but when TI happens, mm -hmm. you know I'm watching it. Same thing for CSGO Mages, same thing for Valorant. Like I play a lot of Valorant, but I wouldn't watch the regular season. But when you tell me it's the major I'm definitely going to tune in. And I think there is something... I think there is something uh, kind of unique about mobile esports. We have this problem with Arena of Valor, where there isn't really a centralized space. Like for Dota 2, for example, very obviously, if you're like, okay, what is going yeah. on? How do I reach the highest number of super engaged players? You go to the subreddit. And that's true for a majority of games. Some games are like more focused around Twitter communities or something like that. But a majority of PC games, you go to the subreddit and you have the most tuned in players. Whenever... Can I just ask, is there a subreddit for Wild Rift? Because I have never clicked on or, or seen that. It, it exists. Which I think is a problem in itself, right? But... Um, but, and this is true for every mobile esport I've ever worked on, it is not the core player base. It's. Sure. not the most engaged set of players it's not the esports mm. players that are on there because the esports players are much younger than standard because the core player base is much younger than standard and reddit so young that they don't use reddit reddit historically isn't a mobile app um and they're desperately well, I, trying I have to a change reddit that. app on my phone they're desperately trying to change that but the people who make subreddits the people who are power users of reddit and like force reddit into the mainstream thank you for showing me your reddit account that's very yeah. dangerous if you hold reddit up on camera and scroll terrible things could happen to your twitch channel i know that's why i didn't scroll <laughs> I, I live dangerously but not that dangerously um, but like power users aren't the same as the power users of mobile esports so there's always been that disconnect and we have sure. this with arena that's of valor right. as well so um, what is the platform what is the platform for for mobile games like the app itself well, that, for Arena Valor, the way they solved that was everything was in-game. Um, for Mobile Legends, uh, I, I don't know what the answer is. I think the answer is Facebook, because it's huge in SEA, so I see a lot of stuff in Facebook. Um, and then in uh, 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 Honor of Kings, that's the Chinese version of the game, or the Chinese version of Arena Valor. Uh, it's Weibo, and... and Mm, that's chat and but then weibo is like everything right it's all encompassing really so there are like four apps in china that all do yeah. everything and it's horrifying true i i whenever i like open up facebook and it purports to be able to do this increasingly vast number of things i'm just terrified i'm just like no stop <laughs> i want one app that does one thing um but any Anyway. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to comment. I love Meta. I love Mark Zuckerberg. No, no complaints here. You can find the next season of WCS on Facebook.live. <laughs> <laughs> For legal reasons, I need to clarify that is not true. I think that that's kind of what this solves, though, right? The, the problem that there isn't a, a united social space for mobile esports games which is something that we see, and very frequently I would talk to people in Arena of Valor and in Wild Rift now who just wouldn't know that the esports were happening, who would, who would yeah, exactly. come into the it final... It needs to be in client. ...who would come into the final and just be like, what? There's esports? So, yeah. I don't know, maybe this is a way to hit that critical mass. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there just needs to be in client integration i think that's extremely important not much more to be said about that i feel like it's just it has to be done full stop um 
the more news that comes out of that on the 28th that's that's when the full patch notes are live apparently so that'll be this week before the next episode i'm talking about batman in chat so keep going i literally you're a 50 percent of this podcast what do you mean keep going okay yeah keep going keep going what are we talking about now see i'm back i'm back full <laughs> attention <laughs> We're talking about C now? I have a completely baseless point to make here. Do you want to go into the esports corner? Or alternately, Let's I can tempt you away. I have TJ's weird game design hallway. Um, how do you want to we'll order quick, we'll this? We'll do a quick um, quick sidetrack there. Okay, you want to walk like down one. TJ's weird game... We don't have to one, walk down TJ's weird game design hallway. But there was something... Was how, long is the, how long is the hallway? I don't know. It's it's one of those... It's, it's like... Uh, what was the Kojima game? It's like PT. Who knows how long the hallway is, man? I don't know what that is. It's a it's a horror game with the hallway stretch. Anyway, okay. so I wanted to a talk... quick one. Let's see. Let's take a bit of a dive. I wanted to talk about win loss agency in competitive games because this was something okay. that was bothering me. I was seeing a whole bunch of conversation about like matchmaking and matchmaking being bad, um, and then I had a conversation with uh, Julian Pastry Time, uh, who mm. was trying to hit. Uh, he wanted the Oriana skin, and he was, like, really struggling, and he was showing me his match results, and he was, like, not playing badly, but uh, he wasn't able to win, and I was looking at some of the characters he was playing, and I was like, look, Julian, you're playing well on these characters, but if you sit at the back of the team fight as Jinx, for example, and dump out damage, the number doesn't matter, you'll never win games. Oh. So, that led me to this bigger thought, which is... How much agency do individual players have in Wild Rift? And how much do you quite a need bit. to overperform in order to deliver a win? And I invented um, a scale. Yeah. So you give me one time. I'm going to define the scale, and then you can put the pin somewhere on the scale. Okay. Does that sound good? Okay, sure. Um, so I've invented a scale. It is influenced by my history in games. It's the Counter-Strike to Overwatch spectrum of individual responsibility. Okay, um, I like this. And so on one this end of the scale... scale Let's call it a zero. That's zero individual responsibility. You have something like Overwatch, where no yeah. individual player can lose you the game. That also means it's very difficult to individually carry the game. This makes for a lot of experiences where you're losing, and it doesn't feel like it's your fault, which is good. But that well, also you've means... clearly never seen my Roadhog, but that's beside the point. Yeah. <laughs> but that also means there's lots of games where you don't know how you can stop the game from going sideways. You're like, we're losing, yeah. but I need a yeah. degree yeah. in yeah. Overwatch yeah. esports yeah. to turn this around. Helpless. Yeah. Yep. Um, and Agreed. then other side, do you want a five or a ten point scale? Five is fine. I think ten is a bit okay, of a... five. Other side of the five on the five point scale, you have Counter-Strike, where you can win every round by clicking five times on people's hats. And yeah. that means that it frequently is someone specific's fault when things go wrong, and it's ultimately also your fault if you don't win, because if you had clicked better, you could have won. So, yep, question now. Twofold. Where is League of Legends on this five-point scale? And two, where is League of Legends Wild Rift on this five-point scale? Well, okay, let's talk a bit about League, right? Because I think that's very meta-dependent as well. There was definitely a time in the past where you could easily 1v9 games in League of Legends. I think that's not really the case anymore now. You could definitely... Like, people always talk about it, right? What's extremely frustrating about League is one person cannot individually win you the game a lot of the times, but one person can lose you the game a lot of the times. Like, pre-Baron Dance, pre-Elder Dance, some idiot goes in, gets caught, and dies, you just lose the game. That could happen a lot, right? So I think League is a bit iffy because there's a lot of things to consider. One is meta, and two is you can't individually carry games as easily, but you can lose the games by yourself. Because you need all five players to be contributing in their roles to win? But... Well, you just need, like, one or two other players, really. You could have like two tree dead weights, but you just need one or two humans to win a lot so of So where is that? Where is League of Legends on the five points? Well, game? I would say five being you can one v nine, right? So like a tree, probably. Three. Oh yeah. Yeah. N now the question of the hour is Wild Rift better or worse than that? I would I would say you could carry games individually in Wild Rift. I think it's hard to say, right? Because I'm still like feeling the game out. I don't have the best grasp of it. I've been playing a lot of it recently. Like, uh, I'm probably going to try to hit Masters before the season ends. But I don't feel like I have the best grasp of the game just yet. With that said, though, I feel like if you know um, the role you're playing and the champs you're playing and you understand the meta well, because I feel like the meta now is very forgiving for playing uh, 
1v9 champions, right? So mm -hmm. if you're really good at Jax, Fiora, Camille, maybe you can 1v9 games. So I would put it at like a 4. But then also the caveat is like, if I'm playing Jinx every game, then it's probably like a 2. And I have some experiences where I look at a team composition and I go, if we don't have a tank, we are going to lose. Oh, you're one of those people. Well, I'm we not. We need a tank. We need a tank. That's well, you. I'm not going to ever press that button. Jesus Christ. The amount of supports <laughs> that are playing Soraka, though, kill me. But, like, if they have a late game team composition and we have a late game team composition, but they have a Garen and we don't, we're every single time going to lose, right? Because we're just not going to be able to get you past might have the a vein. Sorry? You might have a vein. You might have a vein. You might have a Master E. You might have a Yumi. I don't... I am so far down the tanks are OP rabbit hole. I... I okay, I can tell. Yeah. For me, I tanks look... Tanks are OP. I look at certain games and I go, I don't know how we can win this with this composition. And... Yeah. I don't know how to have agency in this game. Because sure. if I play, if I look at a draft and I go, man, if I play Oriana, I'll get a ton of damage numbers. I'll be able to get just so much damage during fights. But I know nobody is going to finish those kills. I'm going to get four people down to 10% of their health, and they are all going to walk away from the fight. So if I were playing Oriana, I would have very low agency because I would be dependent on somebody else to finish the kills and actually win the game. Um, yep. Does playing Fizz fix that? I don't know. So I don't know if I have an answer. I don't know if I have a, I have a number of value to avoid to it, but it's been something I was thinking about recently. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, like, it fluctuates on the scale. Wild Rift probably goes from, like, a 2 to, like, a 4, depending on a lot of things, right? But role-dependent is definitely true, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, if I play jungle, I play support, I feel like I actually have an impact. If I feel bar if I play Baron lane, like, I'm just going to play a tank and hope that, like, my party carries me. It's that simple. Like, some roles are just better than others. Let me introduce you to the most OP thing in the universe if you want to play Baron lane. Um, yeah. You play... You're going to say Garen, aren't you? Garen. And what you do <laughs> is you don't fight for wave. You just sit there mm. until you farm wave. And you lose, like, two, three minions during the early during the first three waves. Uh, but yeah. then the dragon comes up and you just leave the top lane and you never go back and you win the game. Um, yeah, so that's not a bad idea at like a lot of ranks and against a lot of players. <clears throat> NA cough. But yesterday I was playing against, I was playing the Darius Renekton matchup against a Vietnamese player. He's a Vietnamese pro player. I get, I seeded my entire lane, right? Because I knew I was never going to beat him. I was like second timing Darius. I solo queued him, but that's beside the point. I gave him full lane control. What he did with the lane control, because he was dual with the jungle as well, they basically just took over the entire bot side jungle. You can't afford to do that. And they're like, your yeah. team will suffer as a result of that. Well, Against good players, that's the caveat, right? Against good players. And and there's definitely a in competitive play. I think this game has incredible individual agency uh, for team assigned roles, right? The way that competitive play works right now is you go, okay, here are... Are, are, are fulcrums through which we can win the game. These players are going to be the players with agency, and everyone else is going to give them agency. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting conversation that's been floating around my head. I'm glad we didn't have an answer. I'm glad we had the chat. We'll All kind right. of revisit it a little bit later on in the thumbs up segment. Yeah, sure. As a bit of a teaser, but yeah. Take, take me to the SEA Esports Corner. Yeah, so this is the SEA Esports Corner. Last week, we talked a little bit about um, how teams are doing within the context of their own region, which regions I think looks good based on like me watching three games, that's it, and mm -hmm. like one game a week. So it's completely uns unsubstantiated, and it's a lot of just like guesswork. So I am going to be wrong, but we are going to see champs soon, and I think it would be fun and exciting to start some storylines, right? Start some shit, basically. So last last year I was the I was the biased against PH guy. In every single series, everyone would say I'm biased against the PH team. They were so angry at you. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Even when I was support, I said Team Secret would win this game, and they would be like, "Man, fuck that." Ninety percent of the it. chat, Team Secret fans, almost spent the entire tournament being like, "Team yeah. Secret, 
they're not gonna win this game because they're a bad team entire chat it's like you kicked a nest of hornets and the second we go off air he's just giggling to himself pulling up the <laughs> pulling up the chat and being like oh dude they're so bad at me dude they're so angry at me and then the yeah. end of the tournament i think you're the only person on the desk that says team secret are gonna win and they still called you my ass <laughs> Look, I'm just gonna say that I'm glad that the C finals are likely not gonna be held in the Philippines this year. That's all. Oh I'm my say. god, you would be murdered. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be a little bit, Although, a little bit dangerous. Let's just to say. be fair, I spent most of the tournament being really carefully, like, really careful about my language around exactly that, and they were still calling me biased. So wait, did they? I oh, thought yeah. they loved you during finals. Uh, I had a lot of goodwill because really? I predicted them to win when they were going to win, and that gave me points right. because apparently casters, when they predict teams to win, aren't making analytical decisions. They're going for the teams that they really yes. think ought to win in their yes. hearts. Um, yeah. But that gave me points. And then uh, during the finals, I said they weren't going to win because they weren't going to win because they were flying SVTC, and yes. all of that goodwill was gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So I was talking to a friend recently. I was like, um, what's going on with like the players? Like, you guys remember Supporter, right? So apparently Supporter is not only playing support on his team now, he is also playing, uh, he's also the coach, and he's also the manager of the team. So he's wearing a lot of hats in that kitchen. Great guy, by the way. He's also like such a sweet dude. That's incredible. That's like... But I don't think they're going to see finals, so, you know. It's a ton of responsibility for one player. That's horrifying. Yeah. yeah. No one man should have all this power, but, you know. He's currently... What team is he on currently? I lose track. Oh, yeah. He's on this team called MC New Generation. They're, like, middle of the pack. They have a very cute icon. You should go and look at that. But, yeah, this is the part where I make, like, completely unsubstantiated claims, which are, like, going to be 90% of the times wrong anyway. But I don't care because that's the point. So my prediction is going to be very simple. Vietnam's going to come in. They're going to stomp everybody. And I've been saying this on social media as well. Like people have been talking about like, oh my god, uh, uh, Singapore Malaysian teams are going to get a seat directly into playoffs. Then I'm like, yeah, but then they're going to get trioed by a Vietnamese team the moment they get there, uh, which is true by the way. But like, yeah, you know, I've been saying this for a while. Oceania is going. They are not going to win a game in play-ins. So let's let's just break this down a little bit. They, let's simplify they, it. Right? They went last year. They just D disastrous. I I don't know how much we can say. They were they were given fair compensation because COVID meant that it was all very complicated. Um, yeah, that's fair. And they were given the choice between basically playing it out and maybe winning money, uh, or getting fair compensation as though I they had that. won yep. like an, an average reasonable amount of games, which was way more games than they were ever going to actually win. Yep. And they took the money, yep. which I don't blame them for, but. That's a big fat L on the Oceania competitive record. That's all I'm saying. So today, the Oceania competitive league—it's not even a league. It's just a—it's just a regular tournament circuit. It started today, and I was watching a little bit of it. I was doing like a uni essay as well, so I wasn't really paying attention. But shout out to like Skimmy and Maximize who were casting that. Um, shout out um, to Skimmy. Yeah, like, I paid like, no attention to anything you said. Shouts out. <laughs> Yes, Kimmy's the king. Um, <laughs> the Twitch channel was like ESL underscore LOL or something like that. Mm -hmm. But basically, there was one team which looked kind of good. I obviously don't remember their names, but it's the team that played today and they won a 2-0 game. I don't know if they looked good because their opponents were like turbo garbage, which is very likely. But they had decent drafts. They had some very interesting drafts. They had like a Kha'Zix Senna Cinch comp, which I think was pretty interesting. And like very reminiscent of some of the stuff we see in SEA. So I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see if Oceania will actually come to play this year literally but um yeah so the point that i'm trying to make here is oce are not going to win a game maybe no not even one game in plans they're not going to win a game vietnam is going to be the best team a uh, best region oh All that's teams an adorable are... team logo yeah it's very cute sorry i've just this found is mc, MC generation. new generation and it's like a little pixelated i think that's kirby behind a suit of armor it's like pixelated yeah. knight armor and he's jumping very up and cute. he's very happy. At some point, he'll unhinge his jaw and go big mouth mode like he does in the new Kirby game. That's not game Kirby. Film. The proportions are all wrong. I think that's Kirby. I like think Kirby. it's photoshopped Kirby inside of the helmet. Maybe. Yeah. It's all right. There's some pretty cool icons, but yeah. Um, I was doing like you do to Skimmy and peg approximately zero attention. <laughs> I mean, that's all that you really need to hear, right? That's the important thing. Um, okay. 
Indonesia, it's a little bit odd because the one team that I knew there was like MBR and I thought they were pretty decent and they are like middle of the pack now. So did MDR deprove or did everyone else improve? We'll find out in C-Champs. But to me, historically, Indo has always been a very weak region, which makes me hesitant to root for them, which means I'm going to come in and say that Indonesia are going to be second to last, bottom of the pack. MBR. Completely unsubstantiated. Okay, I'm going to push back now, on that because I think the Indonesian yeah. teams looked all right last time. Yeah, just, just MBR. The other team that I don't even remember was like Turbo Bat. I, w I would have to pull up my notes, but I, um, MBR I remember looked fine, and they and they weren't MBR ever going to compete yes. for like top four, but they looked solid. Yeah. So if yes, they, they did. If they, um, but they also had a really easy group. Like they had the group of life. I remember how stupid the groups. Man, all yeah. last season we had the stupidest groups. We had SEA yeah, champs I mean, where there was one group that was the worst and one group that was the best. Yeah. And then we went to Horizon where there was the group that had all of the good teams in it and then the group that had none of the good teams in it. The good news <laughs> now is that the format has made it a little bit better. Unless you're like turbo unlucky in the draw, you should still have like at least a second chance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter. NA could be in a group of life and it won't matter. But Tribe, um, Tribe Gaming in the worst group imaginable at Horizon was so tragic. Yeah, it, it was a disaster. Well, we'll see at Icon what happens this year because I think the Chinese teams are getting, or the Chinese region is getting a third team, right? So goodbye to everyone else, I guess. Because <laughs> I think they're just head, head and shoulders in for everyone else. Let me finish up this point really quickly. Sure, right. Indonesia, I think it's, it's going to be like, I'm going from bottom to top, okay? It's going to be Oceania at the bottom, 100%. I think it's going to be Indonesia. Ooh, then it gets a bit tricky. Oh, wait, no, it's not tricky. It's super simple. Malaysia and Singapore are the third last. And then it gets a little bit tricky. This is the part where it gets a bit spicy, right? And I'm going to say that I think that the Taiwan-Hong Kong region is, like, not doing super well based on what I saw last year. I saw zero of their games this year. But the fact that Flash Wolves, which is such a, like, one-dimensional team, is still dominating the region leads me to believe that they are going to be the fourth worst region. And the region that actually has new upcoming young blood talent, Philippines, Thailand, Vietnam, they're going to round out the top three. And I think it's going to be from first to third, Vietnam, Ooh, I have to put it Thailand second and then Philippines. Ooh. I I have know, to I have to be consistent. Yeah, you're right. You do have to keep kicking that hornet's nest. Um Yes. I do think from what I've seen in the Philippines so far, their teams are playing very well. I don't know if I can disagree with your ratings though, because I caught some of those Vietnam VODs earlier this week. Uh and they're scary right now, so but that's the thing, like, if you watch Vietnam region games ever since the days of PC, Vietnam would always look like a terrible region. Like, when you watch them play each other, it would always be a shit fest. It would always watch, like, like a solo queue game. And then they would go to regionals or, like, internationals, and they would be G2. And they would be, like, you know, threatening to make it out of groups, you know? It would be competitive. And I think that that's always the case. It's just their playstyle makes it so volatile, and they're always going to be mechanically strong. So Vietnam is always going to be number one. Um... That's a very good point because then it raises the question of like, what's your definition of like how you rank the regions, right? Is uh, is it based on average strength or is it based on the strengths of your top teams? I would say that I'm going based on the strengths of your top teams because the way that I'm judging it is which regions are going to get representation at Worlds or at Icons. And I think that Vietnam and Thailand are going to get representation at Icons 100%. Um, Rent over. Uh, Do we know about how many teams SEA can send? Um, Two. Are we supposed right? to talk that was about what it? I saw on the Liquipedia page, but maybe that's okay, just a you know holdover what? from last year. Oh, I don't shit, actually know if that's true. I can't say anything anymore. My boss is here. I'm gonna stop talking. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's still true. That was. That might just be a holdover from last year because it's on the Liquipedia page. So if it's four, then it's a very good chance. Look at the look at the Twitch chat. My boss is here. So if it's four, it's gonna Hi, be bon. two Vietnam, one Thailand, and then one Philippines, most likely. Then that would be a very nice split. Oh, yeah. But you know what? Just to be saucy, I'm going to say it's going to be three Vietnam, one Thailand. <laughs> R.I.P. to all consistent. the Philippines fans. Yes, you got to be consistent. <laughs> Philippines are not going to make it to icons. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm going to get Riku on you. Sick her on you. <laughs> Bite your ankles. <laughs> uh, do you want to take a quick break here? No, let's keep going. Let's, we're, let's, we're let's close through. the show out. Right. I'm thinking maybe I want to go to the gym after this, and if we end All this right. fast enough, maybe I will.
on the LCS podcast, they have a segment called Report and Honor, which I rather liked. And because we're wild over here, I stole it. It's slightly different. Here on Wild Rift, we report and sums up things, but it is that simple. Leonard, do you have anything you would like to report? Yeah, I'm reporting all ADC players who pick dumb champs, which is like 90% of them. So I'm just going to summarize this as I'm going to report ADC players. So let me tell you a little bit of a story here. So when I started my climb, for some reason, I started in Iron. I played one, like I've talked about this in past, I don't know how it happened, but I played like one placement game and I was put in Iron. And because of that, I was like, ah, CBA to climb, dude. And I didn't play ranked the entire last year. So this year I started playing and I played solo queue all the way until like Emerald, I think. And I only played Jungle and I only played Jackson Camille because those you know a lot of a lot of uh, uh, ability to take the game into your own hands what was the term for it i keep forgetting agency. a lot of initiative a yeah. lot of agency yeah thank you very much tj see tj knows a lot of words so i played jackson camille all the way to like emerald but then i started getting like stagnant a little bit right i started like winning like 60 70 percent of my games which is frankly an un unacceptable win rate that's so i started yeah that's terrible it's unacceptable so I started playing with some friends who like you could call it getting boosted, but I think I I, I do would my call part it getting well. boosted because they're pro players <laughs> and you're like, hey dude, play with me so that the number goes up, and I would call that getting boosted. <laughs> no, but it's not boosted if you also contribute. Like boosted is like if you're dead weight or like if you're not doing much. Yeah, but it's really mind. easy to have a good KDA in a game sure. where nobody is paying any attention to your lane because sure, or nobody is paying any attention to your jungle because all your lanes are winning. <laughs> Okay, but but then that's when I swapped to playing top lane or baron lane. So I was playing a lot of uh, I was playing a lot of Jays, blah 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 blah, whatever, right? So I started getting into, you're like, saying you're not boosted ranks. and yet you're playing top lane. And yeah, not but only I was that, Jace. you're saying you're not tanks. boosted and you're playing ranged champions in top lane. Jace is hard to play. My Jace is cracked. Jace is hard to play. No, he's see, not. This is this is the origin of the NA Jace meme. You see, the NA player is saying that Jace is not hard to play. I play NA Jace, Jace man. It's the it easiest thing different. in the world. No, 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 no. It, 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 Jace hits different. Wait till you see the Chinese Jace at Worlds. It'll hit different. At Icon, sorry, I keep forgetting it. The Korean I mean, I'll Jace. I'll be like, it, yeah, it that's different. a good Jace, but I, but he... now if you were playing Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, we'll cut that right there. But the point is, I started reaching like actually high elo games. Like I was randomly like popping like pros and shit in the opponent teams as well. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'm pretty bad at barrel lane. It's too difficult. Like these guys are too cracked. So I went to play support. But the crazy thing is, I guess it's not that crazy because I would always say well, that like carry plays are terrible. Yeah, I'm playing support now. Like join me in my pain, brother. <laughs> No, but it's super easy because you just never stay with your ADs because they're all terrible and they are genuinely like all terrible. Like the opponent AD and my AD, they are both like terrible, like 90% of the games. Like it's only 10% of the games where you get like one human AD and like 5% where like both ADs are human. <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make here is if they're already terrible, why do they keep picking champions that are like so useless? Like I keep getting ADs that pick like Jinx and Caitlyn and it's mm -hmm. just like, do you not want to win the video game? Like you just <laughs> don't want to win. They spent the entire lane sitting behind turret and you're like, actually no, yeah, they have they two nothing. modes. It is either yeah. hard shoving wave constantly yes. or yes. sitting behind turret and they alternate yeah. between them at the worst possible time. So you get a yeah. kill and they're like, time to sit behind turret. <laughs> Uh, the other yeah. the other laners are like visible on the map doing dragon. They're like, this is a really good time to hard shove the wave yeah. and see what happens. And they would also do a lot of random things. Like when you engage, they would back off. When you back off from an engaging because all these spells are down, they would go in and then like they so would happy you're stay having in this to farm. Now. Right, but like my mindset has just been to completely ignore them. Uh, I just pretend like both teams don't have an AD, which 90% of the time it's true. So my report is going to be to all you AD carry players out there. You are probably terrible. And if you're playing a champion like Jinx or Caitlyn, it's unforgivable. Like, why do you not want to win? Okay. Simple. I've got a, I've got a report that bounces off of yours. It's <laughs> yes, like a go. addendum. Okay. Supports who pick enchanters. Okay. I swear we've talked about this a little bit. We have, but it felt like really good in context because sometimes yes. I'm playing mid lane and I look at our draft and I go, we don't have a tank. And our only late game hope for winning this game is that we can protect our Vayne or our Jinx or whatever. That's the only way we're going to win this game. And I know this game's going late because we're playing in North America and both neither of the teams have any early game options because everybody always wants to have the big late game scaling because it makes the, the monkey brain somewhere lighter. Yes. 
So, yeah. I look at the game and I go, all right, well, I guess I'm playing Mundo Mid, which is something I do when I end up in these situations, because Not Mundo will never lose lane in mid. It will really frustrate whatever mid laner you're playing into, and they'll do stupid things. And once you get yes. late game, you can be a tank. And what I've discovered is that time and time again, I got to the late game and our Jinx, our Vayne, our whatever, is fine, maybe even good, but our awful support who's playing combat locks and keeps flashing forward into fights has utterly abandoned them. And if I, like the good big brother I am, walk into the bottom lane and collect them, you know, pick them up, dust them off a bit, stabilize their lane, forego some CS in order to give them the gold they need to, you know, return into the game, we win. And they are a huge part of it. And the supports just don't know what they have in that lane, and they don't know how to get the best out of those players. And is this a little bit biased, because I was a support player before I gave up and played mid lane? Yes, but also... Maybe some of those games where you're leaving your AD carry alone to die in lane, you had a gem down there that you just couldn't see. Well, I would Palma abandon my AD carry, but that's because they're <laughs> incompetent. So, like, that's that's a different... It's a different side of the same coin. Okay. Give me some positivity. Yeah. What was my... I sent you my, my thumbs up, but yeah, I forgot what it was. It was really there we go. It's... Yeah, cause it's confusing because it's also AD carries, or rather dragon lane players, but it's to people who don't pick useless useless champions. If you pick Ziggs, great job. I've never seen someone play a Morgana. I've seen like a handful. I've seen like two Varuses in oh, like man. the 30 games I've played. And like one of the Varuses went on hit and was completely useless. So, yeah. So, but the one, like the three times I've seen a Ziggs, even though they had no agency, they were like, crack they were doing like a million damage brand players do a million damage so annoying to play against be useful guys why do you hate being useful pick useful champions thumbs up to those guys yeah and that means picking things with long range that means picking things that survive laning phase with chip oh, damage yeah. yeah um i think my special thumbs up i considered making this a report but i decided this was the, the bad energy um, and so I've spun it to be positive. Look at me, I'm turning up okay. regularly. Um, I don't really like that, but sure. <laughs> My thumbs up are to Liquipedia Editor. Because okay. the other day I was looking for some information and I couldn't find it. And I thought, and I, for my first reaction, like I said, was to get really angry. I was like, man, this Liquipedia article doesn't exist. I can't find this information that I want. And then I realized... Yeah. I can find most of the information I want. Yeah, um, which is good. Which is so great. we were talking earlier about like the the difficulty converting casual players into esports and making it feel comfortable and accessible. And I think a huge part of that is having information available for players when they go looking for it, when they want to know the history of this team or the win rate of this team or what champions people are playing. And the people that are editing Liquipedia specifically are the people doing that work. And so if you're ever looking for what WRL matches are on, what are the times of every esports match this week, Liquipedia is the place to go. And it's incredible. That's liquidpedia.com slash wildrift. We made it. We're um, officially not a beta wiki anymore, which is very exciting. Really? We're, we're a main Big tier forward. wiki. Big steps. Yeah. Out of beta wiki. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's not a beta podcast as well. We ended on a very positive note. Uh, yeah. Kind of boring, but yeah, sure. You can find our podcast on any platform, but especially at podcast.esportstj.com, where it goes up with links to every platform, including the video version, which will be on YouTube, uh, as well as the audio version, which will be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, you name it. And give me one more clap, please. Well, it has, to, it has to be in sync. You can't just clap. Oh, yeah. Where are we clapping? <laughs> Let's go at 55. That was good. There we go. Nice.